And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, he scores! Martina Kucherov wins it in overtime! Saved by Vasilevsky, and he keeps it out of the net. Reaching behind him, he had it in his glove. Now for a feed in front of Kelly, he scores! And has won it in overtime! Steven Stamkos has reached 60 goals! Podcast Network. I am your host, Adam Danker, and today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar in the entire world. So go over to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code Locked On, you only get 20% off your next order. So on today's show, we got a lot going on. We're obviously going to recap the game from this past weekend, which Lightning did unfortunately pick up their first loss of the season. So we'll talk about that for a majority of the show, and then we'll cap it off with just uh, looking towards you know the rest of the week. Uh, the, the Lightning have their games against the the Hurricanes canceled, unfortunately due to with the whole COVID situation going on with Carolina and all of that. And you know, of course, you know it, it's unfortunate, but it, it's it's a little bit confusing to me as to why games are canceled if you know then what is the whole point of the taxi squads but anyway we'll get into that uh at the end of the show so today why don't we we'll we'll just we'll start off the show obviously by recapping the game so like i previously just said the lightning did get their first loss of the year a 5-2 loss to columbus uh lightning came into this game with an eight game winning streak versus columbus in the regular season blake coleman was unavailable for this game to, to uh, just being a healthy scratch. Uh, it turned it turned out afterwards that Blake Coleman missed the game because he missed a meeting, which of course at that at that level is unexcusable. So unfortunately, that's the the cards that the Lightning were, were dealt. Uh, that means Matthew Joseph gets the nod, come in, and Andre Palat is this is his 500th career game. So uh, stick taps to him. Uh, he had a goal in this game, so we'll get into that later on. So let's start off, as always, with the first period. So right off the get, right off the gate, um, it's just Columbus came in with a lot more energy in this one, and you saw it throughout the game as well as as later on. Uh, Columbus did a very good job jumping on Vasilevsky early in this one, and this is the thing that they did a very good job in the playoffs doing as well. Is that, and it's been proven not only by just Columbus but any other team. If you get to Vasilevsky early, uh, you're in pretty good shape. Um, and that, that really, I wouldn't say it hurts his confidence, but if you if you get a goal on Vazzy pretty early, you could see it takes a little bit longer for him to get going. In this one, for example, we really didn't see him uh, settle in till the second period. So, uh, you know, that that's just the recipe that the teams are going to have to follow if they're going to have to beat the Lightning, um, among other things, of course. So... But the Lightning did score the first goal of the game in this one, but Columbus did obviously answer seconds later. But we'll get into that. Uh, but first, uh, at 4:10, um, Victor has Victor Hedman uh, picks up the puck right near the net and scores right between his legs, almost backwards with his back facing to the net. Um, that's Hedman's first goal of the season. I thought 
Alexander Volkov got tripped up on the, the previous rush that led to this goal. But whatever the case may be, the Lightning get the goal to start off the game. Uh, I, I, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch this game live. So when I got the notification on the numerous apps on my phone, I it, it almost seemed as if this was sort of a kind of like a that goal that we saw last year uh, when the Lightning played the, the Maple Leafs with William Nylander, uh, the goal he scored on Basileski that I think a lot of us do remember. But it wasn't anything of that. He just threw it towards the net and he caught off Merzikis. And speaking of Merzikis, he played a very good game this one. Um, the Lightning did challenge him at certain points in the game. But like I said, uh, with Vasilevsky, um, you know, he wasn't able to settle into this one where Merzikis uh, was, I think, after that initial goal, um, after this initial goal, uh, Merzikis did a very fine job really just making some tough saves uh, and, and really got himself in a groove early on. So about 17 seconds later, Nick Foligno captain of the Blue, uh, Blue Jackets, banks the loose puck past Vasilevsky on the delayed penalty. Game's tied at this point. Uh, Tampa Bay had numbers going back on, on the back track, but nobody was there to, to keep an eye on, on the trailer for this. In this case, it was Felino. I mean, if you look at the replay, you know exactly what I mean. Uh, they, they, had a, they had the right number of personnel on this uh, to, to kind of squash the rush, but nobody, kept an eye, nobody saw Felino coming into the zone, kind of trailing the play. And just the way the puck bounced back out towards him, uh, he was on a prime scoring chance to where not much Vasilevsky could do on this one. Uh, so then a little later on at 10.03, Gregorenko uh, gets the goal. Uh, but this puck just squeaks by Vasilevsky. If you look at this at the replay, Vasilevsky needs to be better on this. And and I know it's still early on in the game somewhat, we're, but we're, we're halfway through this first period at this point. Uh, you know the the Blue Jackets didn't didn't really have a lot of shots on net, so that probably was a little bit to be factored in. Um, if you know you've looked at past performances, usually that's the tail of the tape when it comes to scoring early in Vasilevsky is is sort of the opposite of what you might see what other teams trying to do. You know, early on, some teams really want to pepper the goalie with a lot of shots and make them work early before they really have a chance to get comfortable. Uh, with Vasilevsky, it's a little different. Really, what you want to do with him is just pick your spots. And, and I think that the Blue Jackets over the past couple of seasons, especially in the playoffs, have done an incredible job of doing that. And, and I think that really, um, really what it comes down to with all of that, and you know, we've seen this with other teams as well, but obviously with that, that background history that the Lightning and the, and the Blue Jackets have, just the amount of times that they've played each other over the past probably two years even a year and a half um you know Vasilevsky needs to be better early on and and I think really at this stage in the game he needs to expect them to kind of come out and use his game plan um whether that's maybe the game before uh maybe working with the goalie coach to see what they could do uh or just doing something extra things in practice not saying that he's not but at the same time you know every game that we've seen in which Columbus has really taken it to the lightning. Uh, it, they've really scored early goals and it's the same old story. It's just, you know, getting to Vasilevsky early on without really just 
flooding him with shots because he's the kind of goalie that feeds off of that. If he makes a couple of good saves, maybe two, three uh, early on, um, you know, if you're the opposing team, you're you're not going to have a fun night, especially if he's making big time saves and he gets comfortable early on, uh, unlike in this one. So the the Columbus Blue Jackets tied up at this point, um, you know, un- unfortunately, you know, the thing with this also as well, like I said early on, uh, one of the things that was kind of frustrating was to see was that the Lightning didn't really play with the same intensity as we saw from Columbus in this, uh, you know, there was spurts in which the Lightning kind of were, were, were looked like they were going to be in control of this game in which they were in control of this game, but um, this is the continued issue, and it's not just Vasilevsky. Is that it seems like every time they play Columbus, Columbus immediately answers, uh, and and it's just I I don't I just think that maybe players on the ice team in general just needs to be on their toes. You know, we could sit here all day on every episode for thirty minutes blaming Vasilevsky, but at the end of the day, it's not just on the goalie in this instance. Yes, we after what I just said, yes, he, he is. There's some things that he needs to do better early on. But really, I mean, it, it comes down to the other guys on the ice and, and on the bench as well. So at 1901, uh, Foodie sets up Vladisov Gavrikov. I, I, you know how many times I, I've pronounced that before I did the show, and I still can't get it right. But at this point in the game, the Lightning are down 3-1, and that's really not a position you want to be in especially in the first period. Uh, it is noteworthy, though, that Eric Chernak did leave at this point in the game. Uh, he went, he left, the, I want to say, around the midway mark at, in the first period, went to the dressing room after taking a big hit along the boards and then losing his edge uh, later on, and um, it looks like he's going to be out uh, for a while now. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, the Lightning got banged up a bit in this game with, a, with an injury later on to Mitchell Stevens as well, which we'll get into um, a little bit later on, so yeah, the Lightning are not looking good going into the into the sec into the first intermission. But you know what? It's it's really you know that's kind of the story of how it goes sometimes when they play Columbus. It's really just them kind of just sort of having to play catch up, and and that's really when you know good things happen for them offensively. It's you know it's the two styles of the these two teams are very contrasting to each other where uh, Columbus plays a little bit more of a reserve defensive oriented hockey where obviously we all know that the Lightning are are one of the fastest teams on ice in the NHL. And the thing that stuck out to me as well in this was uh, Columbus wasn't getting a ton of chances in the zone, but they were ridiculously efficient three goals on nine shots at this point and that's just the kind of team they are they they don't take a lot of shots uh i believe both teams really you know finish this game in in the i want to say 25 well columbus had 28 shots on goal and then the lightning had 32 28 seems a little bit more on the mark of what columbus really hovers around uh especially when we see them play the lightning uh, and then at 1946 to close out the period, Andre Palat taps it in on a far side, f- far sided uh, from a pass from Braden Point for the power play goal. Uh, Andre Palat just, I, I mean, he continues to get better and better with each game. Uh, this is something that he practices a lot. That that you know, if you've ever seen footage of practice, he does this a lot in practice. That that far side tip in on the pass from Point, and you know, we we've spoken about in length on this show about the effect that 
Steven Stamkos has about how his ability to really just draw in attention to him. You know, sometimes you'll see two, three defenders uh, closing on him when he has the puck. Well, Braden Point has the same type of effect uh, in this instance. So, you know, it, it kind of allowed Andre Palat to slip in on that far side and, and really just have an easy shot and an easy chance on goal. And so at this point, the Lightning are only down by a goal going to the first intermission. You know, not a good start to the game, really. But you know what? It, it, you couldn't have asked for probably a better way to end the period. So, you know, you could take it or leave it at that point. And we'll talk about the rest of the game, the second and the third, in just a few moments. But first, let me talk about one of today's sponsors, and that is Bet Online AG. I don't know if you heard, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going back to the Super Bowl. And they're slated to be the first team ever to play a Super Bowl in their own stadium. So why not you throw some money on them? I think the Buccaneers, you know, even though I am a Giant fan, I, I think the Buccaneers could very well beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't believe the Chiefs are, you know, this big bad team. Some people might think they are. I mean, Tom Brady looked incredible in this game against the Packers, obviously for maybe a couple of opportunistic calls uh, from and help from the officials. But, you know, I, I still think the Buccaneers have a great chance to win the Super Bowl. So why don't throw some money on them and, and and solidify, further solidify Tampa Bay as the city of champions. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Use that promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus when you make a free account at betonline.ag. And don't forget to use that account to also bet on some hockey. The hockey season is well underway. Why well, don't you throw some money on the Lightning when they do play? Unfortunately, with the schedule, we might not see that for a little while now. But go ahead, place some bets on them. Place a bet on on Vezina Futures with Andre Vasilevsky. You know, I don't think this game is going to be a big deal when we look at the end of how he plays at the end of the year. Or even look uh, into putting some money on the Norris Trophy with Victor Hedman. So go to betonline.ag. Use that promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. And don't forget to go over to our good friends and exclusive betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network, BetOnlineAG, at their bet at their social media at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of all the best bonuses in the business. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On for your free sign up bonus. All right, so moving on to the second and third periods. Uh, as I stated earlier, uh, one of the keys to get to, uh, to get to Vasilevsky and to score on him is to score early, uh, but not in, obviously in bunches. Uh, and we saw a little bit of a different Vasilevsky in this, in this period. Vasilevsky looked more settled in. Uh, he, you could just see it in his body language that he was very comfortable. Uh, he made a lot of he made pr- a lot of very good saves in this game. You know, nothing out of like the box crazy that we saw from him. Um, you know, he he saved twenty three or twenty seven in this game, uh, but I, I, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a crazy save game for Vasilevsky to be successful for Lightning fans to feel confident in the way he plays. Uh, you just look at the stats, and you know, it's really about not only him being on his A game early on, but as well as, you know, the guys in front of him really shutting down those scoring chances early on as well. So, you know, you can't look at Vasilevsky and say he he didn't do such a bad job. Yes, he gave up four goals in this one, but it, it wasn't really, like, 
crazy four goals. Obviously, you know from from the uh, the of course the, uh, the 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 highlights. You could just go ahead and check. And you know, obviously, a tip of the cap to Elvis Merziklas in this. Uh, I stated early on. Uh, I actually, when I think when we previewed the season, as well as you know my appearances on other shows, and as well on the Locked On NHL show on the Thursday slot, is that. Uh, Columbus is going to be a tough team this year. You know, they don't have a lot of scoring power. Yes, they just traded for Patrick Laine. They have Max Domi. They have Borkstrand. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how those three guys play now that, you know, Laine especially is there. He's in a new environment. And, you know, there's not exactly that huge amount of pressure to, to perform as what maybe he had when he was up in Winnipeg. Uh, and, and, you know, probably his teammates now are a little bit more relieved now that the whole Pierre-Luc Dubois situation is behind them. It's going to be interesting to see, to me at least, how uh, this Blue Jackets team is going forward just because of, you know, the whole Tortorella factor in this. But, uh, yeah, Merziklas uh, saved 30 of 32 shots in this game. And, you know, the Lightning are going to have to be better against these guys because, you know, it, they're going to have to deal with either him or Corpusalo who – are two of the best young, best young goalies in the league. Yes, you know you got Igor Shosturkin, you got Thatcher Demko up in Vancouver, uh, you got the kid up in Washington. You know, there's a lot of good goalies out there, but these two are probably one of the best goalie tandems in the league, which is why the Lightning are gonna have to. It's gonna be more pressing going forward for the Lightning to get off the good starts and to come out with a lot more energy than what we saw. Uh, in this game you know they didn't play with that high energy factor but they still played well enough to where i i'm not going to completely kill them for it but they need i mean the fact of the matter is they do need to get off to a better start um would have liked to have seen them to maybe come out of the gates in this one in the second period to get that goal to tie things up and i think that would have swung the ice uh full tilt in their favor from that point on but we didn't see that we pretty much had a a boring second period for the most part um if you were expecting Eric Chernak to, to return at this point, you're not going to see him. Uh, he, he was officially gone at this point in the game. Uh, that would leave Tampa Bay down to five demon. Uh, but it wasn't, a, the, you know, the pro you could take from this, you know, unfortunately, yeah, you are down uh, a, very, a very solid defender out there. But this does present the opportunity for a guy like Cal Foote to get a lot more time on the ice. Last game, he only had 11 minutes of ice time. So, you know, I, I, I can't wait to see what Cal Foot does going forward with some more ice time because injuries or not, I truly believe that Cal Foot is going to play, is going to just continue to improve. Um, the good thing with Cal Foot, and maybe some Lightning fans don't realize this, is that the kid has a huge shot, uh, especially with guy like Sorelli. Uh, posted up in front of the net. That combination of Cal Foot taking shots and wristers and, you know, all that from, from the blue line and, and just Sorelli there kind of, you know, playing, creating the traffic in front. I think that's a great combo going forward. We saw it a couple of times in this game, and I would love to see those two guys on the ice at the same time more often. Um, you know, so definitely keep an eye out for that. Hopefully Coach Cooper can indulge all of us. I, I think Cal Foot looked a lot more comfortable out there in his second career game. Uh, he does a lot of good things off the puck, uh, just position-wise. I just, I just love his game all around thus far. Um, and and I, like I said, I think more the more time he gets on ice, he had f about 15 and a half uh, on on time of ice right on this game. So I would think that you know, hopefully going forward, 
maybe to kind of ease the burden on some other guys. Maybe they, they give him a lot more time. Uh, so, you know, really, let's just jump on to the third period. Uh, at 350, another injury, unfortunately. Uh, Mitchell Stevens goes down, and he was favoring his right leg, and he had to be helped off the ice uh, into the dressing room. Post-game, Coach Cooper said that he would expect uh, Mitchell to be out for probably a couple of games. To me, it looked like he just got twisted up uh, with the sticks of a couple of the, the Blue Jackets players when they when they collided and fell. Uh, and yeah, his I don't know if it was his knee or his ankle. I think it was his knee. Just the way, if you look at the replay, the sticks were kind of caught over there as well as just the way his leg just kind of, he was letting it dangle. Um, for any of us that have, you know, especially yours truly, you know, if any of you that have ever played sports and gotten hurt, you just know by the body language that it wasn't good. And especially if a guy needs to be helped into the dressing room like that, it's not a good situation. Hopefully there's no structural damage or anything like that. Uh, you know, 67 is a tough kid and I expect him to be back probably in a couple of games or so. And I, I think that, you know, this is another good opportunity for the lightning to kind of maybe get some things in order. Obviously there were some things that they didn't do well in this game. And, with the kind of the, um, another layoff that they're going to have now with this whole hurricane situation uh, with Carolina, I think that, you know, they are, they are kind of just, it's the luck of the draw right now. And, you know, they just get ready for Nashville. So yeah, uh, unfortunately at 634, uh, lightning were exhausted. They just couldn't get the puck out, out of the zone. Uh, they couldn't clear it. And we've seen this time and time again, especially against Columbus. Uh, which oftentimes this situation leads to a goal. Texier setting up Rowinski for a one-timer goal. Columbus uh, take the 4-2 lead, and the game's pretty much in the bag at this point. Uh, I did like the Lightning's effort going forward for the rest of the period. I I think, you know, yes, uh, you respect the effort and you respect, you know, all the things that they, the little things that they continue to do um, because this game wasn't 100% out of reach. Yes, 4-2 is kind of, tough to climb back from especially against a, a defensive oriented team such as Columbus but um, you know I didn't expect anything big to happen in this game um, yes you would like to see uh, the Lightning get out to a 4-0 four, four start which it's it's been a while since that's happened but you know what um, if they were going to lose to a team it was going to be Columbus I, I think that just with the layoff that happened last week and just really not having a test early on against Chicago, I, this was expected. Um, yes, the, the Lightning did win in that first, the first game against the Blue Jackets. And, you know, you want to see them sweep those games early on in the season because, yes, they will go through their struggles uh, at some point in the season. Um, so you definitely want to try and get as much points over teams like this as, as early as possible. But, uh I wasn't expecting anything big out of this. I, I think if there was any team that the Lightning were going to lose against first, it was probably going to be Columbus or Carolina. So um, hopefully, you know, this time off, um, you know, gives guys like Stevens and, and Chernak time to heal up. And, you know, maybe we'll, we'll hear about more about what happened with them. You know, I don't think we're going to get really any clear answers on what happens. We'll just hear back from when they uh, they return. Uh, hopefully the Lightning do uh, get back Blake Coleman. You know, that, that is out of character for him. Anybody that knows anything about Blake Coleman, hopefully, you know, um, there's nothing uh, lingering from that that uh, that whole missing the meeting thing. But 
Uh, let's finish this recap, and then we'll talk about the whole uh, schedule situation coming up. So, you know, to end the game, Eric Robinson scores the empty netter, and that's pretty much the final nail in the coffin at 18-12. So, yeah, the Lightning pick up their first loss of the season. Not a big deal. You know, nobody should worry about this. Um, it, like I said, it was, gonna, it, it was expected. But uh, the Lightning are still still atop the Central Division. Um, they're 3-1, and one, six points. Well, they're actually now tied with Columbus, but, uh, you know, that's just – with the it's just very far apart in terms of games played Columbus has two games ahead and and with the two games ahead situations and you know if you look at the standings it's just an absolute mess with a lot of these teams and and mostly in the central obviously with all the COVID issues and you know I I'm curious to see how the the league makes up these games yes they announced certain start dates certain dates for the games to be made up against Carolina but I I I, I don't know how feasible that's going to be, uh, especially if this is going to continuously be an issue going forward. But uh, And how is that really going to mess with teams' flows and how they prep for games and all that stuff and travel? So it'll be interesting to see with that. Uh, we'll get into the whole schedule thing in just a bit, but first let's talk about our other sponsor for today's show, and that is Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever in the world. I had one before I got on the show today to record. I had the cookies and cream one, which is one of their six new flavors that they dropped. And let me tell you, these things are great. I tried all six new flavors. It's great. They're they're great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. You know, the, the official flavor, though, still, and of the show is toffee almond so you know even though cookies and cream is starting to make a kind of a catch on on to the the show you know toffee almond for will for will forever be the favorite uh both bars are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber great for the keto diet so go to builtbar.com right now right now as you're listening to this listening to this show and use promo code locked on you only get 20 percent off your next order that's promo code locked on for 20 percent off at builtbar.com All right, so now finally to end the show, a lot of uncertainty with the schedule going forward. Yes, the league has announced certain things. Now, if you've been living under a rock possibly or just haven't been, you know, keeping tabs on the whole Lightning, you know, schedule changes. Basically, this is what happened is that the Lightning were originally scheduled tonight to play the Carolina Hurricanes. But unfortunately, with things due to COVID uh, surrounding Carolina, that game has been, I guess, switched or rescheduled. So basically, here's the schedule changes. Uh, Carolina was supposed to play Nashville on the 19th, now scheduled for March 2nd. Um, Tampa's game that was originally supposed to play tonight uh, is going to be coming at is going to be played on February 22nd at 7 p.m. Uh, and then Tampa's game that was originally February 16th is now scheduled. For February 15th and then uh, Tampa's game against Carolina that was originally February 22nd is now scheduled for February 24th so a lot of moving parts here I was interested you know obviously on the past couple of shows you know we spoke about this as to how the league was going to be able to kind of move things around you know there there might have been situations here and there if they just left things as were where you might have teams playing maybe three four games three four days in a row so 
um, you know, you, you obviously don't want that to happen. But here's my question is that why are these games being canceled? Yes, obviously because of protocols and all that. But then what is the purpose of taxi, taxi squads? You know, it, if it's one thing that a team doesn't have enough players to play a game because they have that many players, that's that's one thing. But if it's two or three guys on a team and they got to dip into their taxi squad, I mean, that's it. I'm, that's what they got to do. I mean, I, I just don't understand why we're canceling games. I mean, there's really not a lot of moving around. Um, you know, you're, you're talking having other teams to compensate and do other things to 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 really you know help out a team like Carolina and you know it, it's just frustrating and it's and it's hard for fans to kind of keep getting into the season I mean we're we're still very early on in the season and the league definitely wants the fans to be excited about games and stuff but with this kind of just shifting things um, I just don't think it's the right way to go about it uh, I think that, you know, if you're not going to use the taxi squads, then what's the point of all this if you're just going to be canceling games? So, I don't know. I, I just I just feel like, you know, it's you're, it's kind of tra- contradictive to the whole idea of having it. But we'll see going forward if, you know, maybe they just say screw it with these certain situations going forward, especially with everybody uh, starting to get the vaccines and such. So, uh, the Lightning will be playing their next game against... Carolina on Thursday the 28th that's a seven o'clock game in Carolina so hopefully that game doesn't get canceled and then obviously they will finish out the month against Nashville as we previously talked about that's a game I'm looking forward to because yes Nashville is two and three but they're an interesting team uh, I think that they could possibly keep if they play the right way obviously they can make some noise to, to maybe finish in that fourth spot in the division so we'll see going forward and of course we'll have a an episode out tomorrow to preview uh thursday's uh game against carolina and you know we do have a monster guest coming on the show this week uh we will be speaking with them on friday not sure if we're going to be able to get that episode out in time uh maybe we'll drop it saturday or sunday we'll see uh depending on you know time constraints and all of that so just keep an eye out for that if you think you know or you, you want to take a guess go ahead and tweet at us at our twitter page at lo underscore lightning or you know and of course give us a follow on there and also give us a follow on our instagram page at locked on underscore lightning and also give me a follow at ap danker uh, d-e-n-k-e-r so that's been it for today's episode of locked on lightning part of the locked on podcast network i'm your host adam danker i'll talk to you in the next one. 